Welcome to the Mindful Life Podcast. Join me, your host, Marianne Eve, mental health social worker and mindfulness educator, as I navigate living my best life with the intention to educate and raise the collective consciousness around the benefits of living a mindful life. Each week via the Mindful Life Podcast, I will bring to you a range of content, including special guests that explore mindfulness, mindset, and mental health. Are you feeling tired or are you under stress? Are you overloaded or just generally feeling overwhelmed? Well, I'm really excited to share a very special stress reduction tool that I've been using and recommending to my clients for a number of years. Calm is the number one app for meditation, relaxation and sleep. With over 21 million downloads and achieving the Apple App of the Year in 2017, Calm is so perfectly aligned with all that I do as a mental health professional and all that I teach here at the Mindful Life Podcast. It is the perfect stress relief strategy and the perfect mindfulness tool. The app has so many fantastic and easy to use features, including Daily Calm, a brand new 10 minute meditation every day, 100 plus guided meditations covering anxiety, focus, gratitude, and so much more. 80 plus sleep stories to settle the mind and relax the body. Exclusive music tracks for focus, relaxation, and sleep. Calm Masterclass featuring world-renowned mindfulness experts. My personal favorites include sleep stories, and I've recently discovered Calm Music, which I have on a continuous loop at my practice, in counseling sessions, and in classes. I also love the Calm Masterclass videos, which cover some fantastic topics, including gratitude, happiness, and mindful eating. And not to mention all the great features the app now offers for kids, including sleep stories, meditations, and lullabies. I'm so very excited to be partnering with Calm to bring you, my listeners, some amazing offers. Calm is so generously offering the Mindful Life podcast listeners a free four-week subscription to the Calm Premium app. All you need to do is head to the following link, calm.com forward slash calm health trial. That's calm.com forward slash calm health trial. And just follow the prompts to enjoy your free four-week trial of Calm Premium. You'll be feeling calm, relaxed and at peace in no time. The Mindful Life podcast acknowledges the Wurundjeri people who are the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast was recorded. We recognise their continuing connection to land, water and community and pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Hello and thanks for joining me for episode number 27 of the Mindful Life podcast. In today's episode, I talk about therapy, what happens in the counselling process, my approach as a therapist and my expectations of the client throughout the counselling journey. Counselling is about self-awareness, making the unconscious conscious and helping the client to help themselves. Therapy can be uncomfortable. When we are getting help, we are forced to look in the mirror. We have no choice but to address our issues. 
As a therapist, I will support you without judgment and I will be by your side, but only you can do the work. Only you can make the changes that will help you to become unstuck, move forward and be the best version of yourself. So today I thought I'd have a bit of a chat about the counselling services I provide here from my mental health practice in uh, the little suburb of Lorimer here in Melbourne, Australia. I thought I'd talk about why people come to counselling and what happens within sessions and I guess my approaches are in the therapy process and what my expectations are of the client in therapy. So people come to therapy for a range of reasons. They may have mental health issues or mental health symptoms. They may have had some sort of upheaval in their life or perhaps they're facing some obstacles. They could be dealing with addictions or some other dysfunctional behaviours that they want to change. Or there may be a trauma history or the client may be in an abusive relationship or preparing to leave the abusive relationship or in fact I may be working with a perpetrator within that abusive relationship. Quite often there's been a significant crisis and this has prompted a call for help. Here in Australia the client is usually referred by their doctor under Medicare which is our public health system. And this entitles the client to 10 rebated sessions. So that basically means that uh, there'll be some government funding to cover a portion of each session and the client will have to pay a small gap. A session usually runs for around 45 to 50 minutes and most clients attend either weekly, fortnightly uh, and as time goes along and they're seeing some improvements, they may push that out to monthly. In the first session, I'll explore with the client what's happening for them. They'll usually give me a bit of a rundown of the struggles, the obstacles, the difficulties they're facing. And together we will explore a plan to assist the client to make positive changes and to move forward. And that's the really important bit. Counselling is predominantly about becoming unstuck and it's about moving forward. My role in many instances is also to figuratively hold up a mirror and reflect back to the client what I feel their issues are. This can be really confronting and quite uncomfortable for the client, particularly if they are not ready to change and particularly if their MO is to blame others. Of course, I do validate the client's experiences, but a big part of therapy is developing self-awareness and beginning to take responsibility for you and your ways of thinking being and doing. My role, I'll be beside you. I can't do the work for you. It's not my job to fix you. And it's really interesting. Some people come to therapy expecting to be made better or to be fixed or to have their lives fixed. This isn't what therapy is about. There's no magic wand. There's no magic pills. I don't have any kind of magic formula or magic program. It's about the client making positive changes and learning to assist yourself. I'll pull up my sleeves and get my hands dirty with you. I'll help you by assisting you to develop some strategies and ways to cope, to build your inner strength and to build your resilience. A big part of therapy is working with the mind and with mindset. 
Again, this can be quite confronting for the client as I do highlight and challenge their dysfunctional ways of thinking and their thinking errors. And I challenge their limiting beliefs, questioning ways of thinking, being and doing that have kept you stuck and exacerbated your issues and maintained your struggles. So therapy is about creating awareness, making the unconscious conscious, developing insight, and then making a commitment to make positive changes. So on the subject of insight, I often like to quote uh, Dr. Phil. He famously said, you can't change what you don't acknowledge. And I absolutely agree with that. You must own it. However, just because we know something is dysfunctional or not productive, it doesn't mean we'll stop doing it or even want to change it. Most of us know uh, that McDonald's is bad for us, but we still eat it. So insight does not always equal behavior change. But developing insight, developing awareness, it's the first step and it's a step away from denial and a step away from blaming others. And it's moving towards taking responsibility. And on the subject of blame, I do and will challenge you when you blame others for your issues, when you blame others for your behaviours. Yes, therapists are well aware that relationships, situations, circumstances, and in particular traumatic life experiences and of course the way we are treated, can cause us distress and can exacerbate our mental health issues. But we all have a choice about how we respond. And also if we choose to stay stuck back there in the pain, that is our choice. Yes, our past and our past pain in particular, must be acknowledged. However, it's about leaving it back where it belongs and not constantly reliving it. And so a massive part of therapy, of course, is letting go of the past. This is incredibly challenging work, as in my experience, people do identify strongly with their painful past. And some people wear that that painful past or that victim identity as a bit of a badge I always say that 90% of the work I do is teaching people to let go of their past pain and the other 10% is teaching people to not live their life in the future. What Buddhism teaches us, if we are living in the past, we are depressed and if we are living in the future, we are anxious. So I guess you could say 100% of my work is getting my clients to live in the present moment, to live in the now. So in a nutshell, therapy is working with the client to get them to take responsibility for their own mental health and their own wellness, showing them the importance of moving forward and coming unstuck and moving through the challenges we face in our life. Getting better and recovering is about showing up figuratively every day to create the best version of yourself and doing the work on yourself, on your own mental health making positive changes to your lifestyle, putting strategies in place that do do promote optimum mental health and well-being, doing the work on your mindset, making changes uh, across the board and of course most vitally letting go of the past. 
And there really is no shame in asking for help. I really want to um, really emphasize that, that, you know, that stigma around getting help, you know, we need to keep working to remove that remove that. The stats tell us that one in three people will have some form of ill mental health at some point in their life. And I personally live with anxiety. Pretty ironic that a mental health worker lives with mental health issues. But more than that, it goes to show that mental illness does not discriminate. Yes, sometimes on particularly difficult days when my anxiety is loud, I feel like a bit of a fraud. The self-doubt creeps in and the limiting beliefs and the self-talk try and tell me that I shouldn't be trying to help others if I can't help myself. But thankfully, I have the knowledge, the life experience, the skills. You know, I put in, I, I, I practice what I preach and I can challenge these thinking errors easily. I can and do help myself and I do it well and I know that my lived experience is another tool for me to help others. But I guess this is what anxiety does. It makes us second guess ourselves. I've always been really open about my anxiety and I tell all my clients within the first few sessions that I have a lived experience with anxiety, that I live with anxiety every day. And the relief I see in their faces is immeasurable. They understand that I'm not just working with them from a textbook but I'm working with them as someone who has real life experiences of living with mental health symptoms and I think it also gives my clients hope when I do disclose that I um, you know I have a trauma history that I have a lived experience of anxiety I think people um, then understand that it is possible to live a functional happy productive life um, either even with um, you know, having mental health issues and mental health symptoms. And I do plan to put together an episode on my mental health struggles sometime soon. So stay tuned for that one. So thanks for stopping by to listen to today's episode on what therapy is all about. Uh, if you or someone you know is in need of mental health support and specifically counselling, please get in touch with your doctor. That's usually a great place to start. And your doctor will then refer you to someone like myself who can then provide you with uh, some one-on-one -on -one counselling. I'll also list the usual uh, telephone counselling support numbers in the show notes. So if you have learnt something today or found it helpful, please feel free to share this episode. You never know, it just might help or even enlighten someone else. And if you are listening via a podcast that allows you to leave a review, please consider leaving a few uh, kind, encouraging words and hitting those stars. And until next time, may you have peace in your thoughts and your hearts and share it with others. If for any reason you have found the content of today's podcast triggering or distressing in any way, please consider accessing some professional support. Australian mental health telephone support numbers are listed in the show notes. You've been listening to the Mindful Life podcast with your host, Marianne Eve, mental health social worker and mindfulness educator. If you'd like further information or you'd like to connect, feel free to make contact via Facebook or Instagram under the handle Mindful Life Podcast or via email mindfullifepodcast at gmail.com.